Alrighty, so now we are officially live. We are live on the uh, the Facebook feed, on Discord as well. Um, another episode of Weird Crafts Chit Chat. I'm Travis. This is Doug. I'm Taylor. And uh, we're gonna just we're currently self quarantined, staying safe out there. <laughs> um, yeah, we can just chat a little bit about. Uh, you know what's what's going on in the shop and how things are rolling, how uh, how we're surviving during this time. Um, give a little bit of feedback from what's currently happening in our uh, in the meadery. Okay. Before we get too into that, I want to make sure that we're able to take any questions. So I'm trying to figure out how to access the Facebook Live here, so that I can keep track of anybody who has joined so we can answer anybody's questions that I might have. Yeah, if you guys have questions, we are live on Discord and Should I just look outside. Up? Are you part of that Facebook group? Oh yeah. Inside the meat hall. Oh um, good news everyone. Um the label is approved for Kavaster's blood. Awesome. So while we're live on the podcast, we just got the approval for the lingonberry made for the label. So that's pretty awesome. Um, are you are you on there? I've got it ready to go. Cool. So Taylor Toll is watching, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just us. All right. All right. We got our little our little intro going. <laughs> um, you want to explain a little bit about? Uh, the process that we usually have to go through for labels and recipes, Taylor? Sure. Um, typically, if it's a new recipe, we have to first uh, figure out a recipe that mouth will be want, and then um, follow it with the TTB for the formula side, which includes like anything that you put in there, the amounts and the ratios that you have, so you can have it set up to be like a 50 gallon batch, but then you can scale it down or up depending what size you want to do. Um, once they decide that everything's good inside your formula and there's nothing weird that you need to change, they'll approve it. But we are weird. Right, we are weird. <laughs> it's made for health and standards. Right. It makes sure everything's good. Then after that, um, you create a label and make sure you have all the government warnings and stuff like that on there and like the correct alcohol levels that you want on there. And then you submit that to TTB Colas, and then um, they look it over and make you change all the stuff. Usually, it's they usually of, make you switch everything you've ever inputted on there. So yeah, each one's different. I mean, <laughs> even it's the same thing, it can be like, oh, I don't want this, you know, so we have to change this, or like, I'll make this font bigger, or get rid of this, or add this. Um, just want to give a huge shout out to Tina, who is always just like constantly fixing our labels and constantly editing things um we really appreciated having somebody that we can just immediately ask and have them get back to us really quickly um with labels because i don't have the equipment to do that yeah it's been immensely (laughs) helpful so it's very helpful Uh, we definitely appreciate you tina um, for helping us with pretty much all the labels at this point (laughs) so so do we want to talk about which ones we have approved? 
Yeah, go for it. Do you, I mean, do you, do you know off the top of your head? I could probably run through some of them. Yeah. Catch any that I miss. Well, obviously, the, the semi-sweet traditional has been approved because we've had a couple batch of batches of that out already. Uh, the Capacious uh, Drea, the Lingonberry that was just approved that we just found out about. We've got uh, Lagertha's Oath, um, the Blueberry and Vanilla Mead that's up and coming. Which we just put the blueberries in today. We did. Yeah, so that's gone into the secondary, and that's going to sit for a little while before adding the vanilla at the tail end, but that's been, the label and the recipe have been approved for that. And that's it on the labels, right? We've got recipes approved for some other upcoming releases. Yes, uh, all labels we have approved mm -hmm. currently, and then um, we have raspberry, we have right? Raspberry, blackberry, Marionberry, all approved as far as the recipes go. Right. So we've got to go ahead on the recipes for those, and once those are developed a little bit more, or as the batches become closer to available, then we can go ahead and submit the labels for those. For sure. We can. Uh, you say blackberry? Yes. Yeah. Um, Berserker blackberry is what we were rolling mm -hmm. with, right? On what we submitted. Yep. I don't remember what the raspberry one was. Uh, Rune's blood. Rune's blood, mm -hmm. Rune's blood, uh, raspberry, and then uh, Marionberry matriarch. Yeah, Marionberry matriarch, which uh, I did talk to Brittany a little bit. She was pretty mm -hmm. excited about giving that little slight homage to unleash the archers, the matriarch. Um, kind of just a little shout out, inspiration, I guess, for kind of a title in there. Yeah. But um, if you guys hear a lot of weird noises happening right now in the podcast we do have neighbors upstairs everybody's inside their houses right now nobody's allowed to leave so you might hear footsteps you might hear random cars i mean the last episode with beverly we uh we had a whole guess that car section in the back because they kept starting up all the cars back there in the garage <laughs> so we were just sitting here for probably like 10 minutes listening to giant like motorcycles and cars revving and stuff all the old school cars back there we are not a 100 percent soundproof studio guys so we are just literally in in, in the shop office recording <laughs> on one mic so <laughs> um anyways go ahead where yeah. was that i think that pretty much covered oh, that was that was everything right we had as far as mm -hmm. the, the approval processes we have two that we're working on um mm -hmm. hopefully pairs of plunder and then um oh yeah the pair the pair the, <laughs> Trixie's Light Espresso. Tri Trixie Light Espresso is um, named after uh, Jack Blair. It's just like cosplay page, but he really loves coffee. So. Eventually, you want to do a sizer also. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Magic Apple, which will be dedicated to my grandpa who just passed away. And so, do you want to explain what a sizer is? Yeah, actually, I'll let Taylor explain that since he just explained the other thing. So, a sizer is pretty much you, um, instead of using water, you use. Um, apple cider or apple juice um they call it cider in america is just apple, pressed apples no sugar added you know do you if you want to make one just make sure you have it unpasteurized if you can get it or low pasteurization and then just make sure there's nothing added no added uh, preservatives or anything like that because you can throw off your um, fermentation you can make the yeast not want to eat it mm -hmm. yeah so, so pretty much it's just um honey and apple cider that you put together for fermentation is a basic sizer. Did you so guys still cross, want to... Oh, go ahead. It's a cross between like a mead and a cider, cider. but it's just not um, like hard cider. It's just not carbonated. Did you guys want to use the 
the fresh local stuff yeah, from uh, Sa- what was it, Savi's Island? But that's like more of a seasonal thing. So which is fine if we want to do seasonal stuff and we can find it year round. That's also cool. But new stuff, maybe I think do research and like to try and keep it local. Right, and usually fall is like the time for like apples, like apple season. You know, I mean they come throughout the summer too. But usually like end of summer. Yeah, so you get they really come full force. The good, the good stuff. September, October. You have a wedding coming up. I am. Yeah. Huh? Um, there's those weird sounds. Um, trying to make a rose mead. That's for what it. I was gonna say. You were, you were thinking of a mead idea for that. So just trying to work out. Um, I think I do want to do a cross between um, rose buds and rose hips, and mm-hmm. just trying to figure out. I want to do rose water, rose abstract, or. I think those are pretty much the two, or just rose buds, or do a mix. Um, different prices for each, um, and actually not very, I mean, it can be kind of expensive. It's like, for the quality of rose that you're yeah, aiming for. Yeah, um, they do charge a premium. Uh, do you know much about flavor profile differences as far as those things go? Uh, rose hips are more citrusy, um, they're just like the, um, pretty much like seeds or like berries of like right. the rose flower so yep. these have more citrus I think flavor and they're not as rose flavor forward I think it just add like a nice depth to it because rose by itself can be just be kind of underwhelming mm-hmm. all right it's very light it's very aromatic yes so you probably smell a lot of it but you won't uh-huh. like taste a ton the honey could even overpower it yeah so yeah. I think I want to just do a mix, a mix of it um, I want to do a couple small test batches like we're just like our traditional mead and just like pouring little mason jars and like test out the different flavors before i pick one science <laughs> yeah well i just Makes like um rose extract to be easiest but then you have to deal with the added alcohol content and like trying to figure that out so we're trying not to do that um, also it's kind of hard to find you find rose oil pretty easily but mm-hmm. um, i don't want to put oil in the mead yeah yeah I think rose buds is what I'm gonna try and shoot for. Just, you can just get a whole bunch of it. Speak a, a little bit louder, just in case. Sure. <laughs> um, testing the audio over here, so I'm just kind of watching the the feed on where we're peeking out at. So, just in case. Oh um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was messing around. We got the super Yeti mic, so in theory, it should be picking up everything. Got the gain a little bit. Hook up that gain. There you go. It might we're, help out a little bit. Some, we're getting some louder. I'm not always a loud levels. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um. But. Does anybody have any questions currently? If anybody's feel in, free. If anybody's in the. Uh... Nope. Nobody. Well, it says there's people on Discord, but. Haven't had anything yet, so we'll just hang out and keep keep going. <laughs> um, the um, the rose mead that you wanted to do, you're talking just a straight mead, right? You're not gonna want to do a sizer, you might, or not sizer, a um, session. That's the word I was thinking for. <laughs> not doing a session. Um, no, just a straight mead. Um... We have to get some different equipment to be able to carbonate it to make session mead. 
Um, eventually down the road, I'd like to try it out and try different things. I mean, some people love sessions, some people hate them. Or So what is a session? Uh, session mead is just a lower, lower alcohol mead, usually like 5 to 6%, and it's carbonated. Right. And, and all, a few different kinds, they're all pretty good. All the ones that we're currently making, we're sticking to just the true, like, straight, like, sack mead, I guess. Like, still, 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 yeah, that's the word. Sack mead's uh, like lots of, lots honey, of honey and like yeah. extra sugar. Um, so we're just sticking to the, the still. We're not doing any carbonation at the moment. Um, carbonation is scary. It could blow up. As long as you follow the directions and make sure your pressure valves are all good, you should be fine. I can make sure guarantee right. you there would still be some, like, you know those wineries and stuff that are making, like, the session, or anything like ciders and stuff. I guarantee you about maybe a couple times a year they have something blow up. They have to. Like, I... Huh? I mean, usually you know, they like, have some like, pressure release valves... And if you're using the right bright tanks, um, mm-hmm. you can handle up to a certain amount of pounds per square inch. Um, so it really depends on your equipment that you have and the safety procedures you put into it. Right. Um, you want to give a little kind of shout out to uh, the different types of meat that, that we could be making? And we talked about... Uh, session and we just mentioned a um, sizer but there's a bunch of other types of mead that are out there um while i pull up and see if there's any comments in any of the other posts i don't think there is though at the moment currently we've produced a semi-sweet traditional mead so traditional usually means it just involves the three key ingredients right honey water and the yeast to ferment it yes and then anything that branches out or is added to that um, sort of takes on a different term for it. So, typically with any fruit or um, berry, it's uh, mellow mellow. And then, besides, if you add apples to it, um, it becomes a cider. Um, methaglins are usually spices and herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, Pimints are typically grapes. So it's like a cross between like a, a mead and like a red wine or a white wine, um, depending on what kind you use. It's like, also known as like claret also. It's just a mead infused with grapes. Um, black mead is made with black currants. Everyone knows, a lot of people know of Viking's blood. Or Viking the, blood, it's cherries. Cherries, yeah. But some people, I, I feel like I've seen a few different Viking blood recipes mm-hmm. where they start to mix things a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, you can add, like, you always play with recipes, but like the I guess, traditional Viking blood is with cherries. Um, There's some really weird ones, like capsule mel, it's made with mm-hmm. um, peppers, mm-hmm. like spice. I've been peppers. seeing some people in like those those meat making groups, and there was a couple guys in there who were working on like... Uh, it was like Carolina Reaper uh-huh. pepper yeah, mead ghost and pepper ghost pepper and things mead like and that. stuff like that. I think that'd be kind of fun to do. I don't know how it would turn out, but I'd be, be interested to play with play with the the spicy. But like, see, like I feel like I that would sound that's like a oh yeah. What did you try? A pineapple and habanero. Mm-hmm. Pineapple habanero, and that sounds good. It was really good. The pineapple flavor came through well, and there's a little slight heat on the back, so it's kind of warm. It wasn't too spicy. Mm. 
So it kind of just depends how much you put into it. I've also heard of a habanero mango. Habanero yeah, mango, good. yeah. Interesting. I have yeah. habaneros have good flavor. Lot of heat. I wonder if we could grow our own. Would we be able to use our own habaneros? Because I can grow habaneros. I got a garden, so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think if we had like a garden for the meanery, like. Right. Then it would have to be like an official. Yeah. It kind of makes sure we source our stuff from. Mm-hmm. They just want to make sure it's, you're not using weird pesticides. Yeah. All the pesticides. <laughs> um. Rosemead is called Rotomel. Oh, I didn't even know it had a different name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rose yeah, like either roses or rose hips. Right. Sounds good. I think like a rose, like lavender, I think would be. But we just don't want to overdo it on the, the flavor notes there with the very floral kind of, mm-hmm. like the... You do have to kind of be careful. It, it could potentially overwhelm itself. Um, oh, a bochette. I mean, oh, we made one back so. in the past, and this um, caramelized honey. Yeah. Uh, Braggots. Which, eventually what, I'd like to do a braggot, but we need another license for that. Yeah, that's right. a whole different a whole setup, other. right? Because a braggot is a combination of beer and mead. Yeah, correct? Like grains and honey. So typically it's, it's um, 51% honey and the rest are grains. And with grains... When you if you use that to brew, that becomes it's a beer instead mm-hmm. of right. Um, Leela said, "How did you get start working with leather?" So I'm gonna take it away from the from the yeah. meat side yeah. for a second here. <laughs> um, basically, like a few years ago, I started doing cosplay, and you know a lot of the a lot of the characters that I like to cosplay, they usually have like armor or anything. A lot of leather. It's like, you know, Jon Snow, Faramir, Aomir, like these characters from Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. They um, they have a lot of leather, and I just kind of started making my own costumes and kind of hopping in and working on stuff like that for cosplay. And then after a little bit of time there, I started doing a few commissions like here and there and starting to test different different methods different um you know somebody's like can you make me a belt or can you make me a you know piece of armor or uh, something else for cost a lot of cosplay stuff and that's kind of pretty much where it started for me for leather working and then it just slowly started taking off and more and more people want leather items and that's kind of how we came up with the idea for the shop is I was doing a lot of leather work and then Taylor and I started making meat in his closet and then you know from one thing led to another and we like supporting a lot of local artists and a lot of uh, people who hand make things um, give them an area where um, that was kind of like one of the ideas for the shop too is to bring on artists on consignment so that way they can have an area to bump their stuff um, Leela, who just asked that question too, she she uh, does all the little dragons and honeybees and mm-hmm. stuff out there, and so she's constantly bringing new new items in. Um, well, do you have an idea of how many artists we have in consignment right now? We're, we've uh, just recently added a couple. We so added a couple uh, more, um, and we have a few more on the way too. Hopefully, um, let me do like a quick head count. One, two. 
we're probably close to 10, like between 10 and 12, I think, right now. Um, we have a whole bookshelf. Um, each shelf kind of dedicates to different artists. We got some metalworking stuff happening in here. Um, we have handmade, like, wooden goblets and wands. Um, you got some paintings and prints. Paintings and print, art prints, a lot of, like, fantasy, medieval type stuff happening. Um, you know, drinking horns, Sven just yep. put in some drinking horns. Um, and we got some, what was it, knives on the way, maybe? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I haven't heard from them in a while, but it's probably just yeah. busy making. I mean, so we have some, like, hand, like, forged knives potentially happening yeah. soon. Um, be nice to get uh, some cloaks and hoods and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, mid-garb. She'll eventually be, hopefully, be putting some stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just a really big community. Um, the whole vibe of the shop is like, you know, we do leather work and we do leather goods, custom commissions, Etsy, and then we're also a meadery and we make all different types of meat or we have meat, other types of meat in the works. But we also like to provide a like a like a little medieval tavern. Place where you can come before your quests to get all your items, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the origin of leatherworking and artists, mm-hmm. which you know, right now that is like a like everybody should be supporting small businesses and artists and um, anything that's handmade. Um, it's just. You know, we're in a currently in a pandemic lockdown type thing. So, <laughs> um, do you have anything in particular that you really enjoy doing with the leather work? Like anything, any particular item type? I like armor. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like my. I like I like the medieval fantasy part of it. I like doing bracers. I like doing pauldrons and chest plates and stuff like that. I don't get to do enough of that, yeah. but now your bracers have traveled a little bit haven't they? oh yeah yeah um shout out to marta she's on uh on vikings uh i have a few friends on vikings um who support us but uh marta is on the upcoming uh season that's coming out i think the fall or there might not be an actual release date yet but uh it's funny, I made those bracers for her like two years ago, but you know, it oh. takes like two years through production and like sure. all like filming and finishing all the filming stuff. But uh, yeah, so she has some bracers that I made her and they ended up on set. So I'm excited to see the uh, the end result and hopefully I can capture like a little like screenshot. Screenshot it. Yeah. Screenshot it and I'll be putting that in that damn book out there, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, that's the, the leather work side. Um, we're starting to get a lot of uh, like people around the world like starting to follow the shop, you know, follow whether it be for leather working or whether it's for mead or anything. We got like a ton of people out in. Um, uh, there's somebody at the door right now, but I don't know who it is. Um, but uh, Taylor's gonna run out there really quick. 
hold that thought, guys. Yeah. You want to close that door behind you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, well, there's always so many random stuff happening yeah, at the shop. Who knows up. who it is? <laughs> but um, uh, people around the world. We've got a bunch of people. Bunch of people around the world. Bunch of people in Australia. Yeah, Australia's um, chomping at the bit to get a hold of some me and they're. Uh, oh, got an email. Um, who was that? Oh, sorry guys. Shout out to the, uh, the, the random people who just came to our door to get mead, um, during the podcast episode. It is like almost 8 PM. So 745, but, um, anyways, back to the, uh, um, you know if those people listen to this episode, like if they come back tomorrow, I'm gonna to tell them that we were recording a podcast episode when they came by last night, and they should check it out. Yeah, and yeah. we'll be like, "You guys got a shout out on the podcast episode." We have no idea what your names are, but you know, kudos to you guys. <laughs> um, Australia, there's a lot of people in Australia all of a sudden. Um, at some point, we'd like to ship internationally. That'd be cool. It's a Cross. It's a complicated process, though, as we're finding out, right? Yeah, basically we need to find a distributor that will help us and do it for us, because we can't too much for We're not big enough to do it ourselves. Right. It's pretty... It'll be a kind of full-time gig. Yeah, that's... Uh... Especially with each country having their own regulations, their own taxes, their own um, situation, how, if they allow it or not, you know? Yeah, so if you're outside of the U.S. and you want to get a hold of some weird mead, get a, find out a distributor in your country that wants to import us, and that will be a much more efficient I know Alaska Airlines are allowed to check a case of wine <laughs> free. Yeah. <laughs> on our way down to California. <laughs> so there's always that. Some airlines do allow you to check the case. Check a case of wine. If you come visit us, come or visit just, us in Portland. Know, Check it with your bag. Or, I mean, if you want to, like, pay for us to come over and visit you, I'm, I'm down to go to wherever, you know? Well, I'll check a case of mead and bring it with me. <laughs> Once this whole thing blows up. Yeah, yeah, we can't travel at the moment. But, uh, yeah, so Australia, we're getting, um, you know, like, friends who are also celebrities, like Stan, um, plays Victor Crumb in Harry Potter. He's constantly supporting us. He just put mm -hmm. his, put one of our stickers on his traveling suitcase and sent me a photo yeah, of that. So that was pretty, pretty awesome. cool. Um, you know, Chris Rankin played Percy in Harry Potter. Um, super nice people. Um, him and Vanessa. Uh, if they ever come back, I was telling him that we could do like a Harry Potter trivia night or something. We'll figure it out, and that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, Michaela, she was on the, po she was actually on this podcast, um, voice actor for Avatar, or for Avatar, in Avatar, who played Toph, um, the Earthbender, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, so we're just starting to really get a lot of people, you know, wearing our shirts, you know, we really appreciate anybody out there around the, around the world at this point wearing our wearing our shirts shout out to the australian uh, burnout crew dudes they're mm -hmm. <laughs> putting our stickers on their cars and stuff and 
doing some like international sponsorship type deal, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But uh, they're really cool guys. So I'm, I'm thankful that people are stoked about it, even though we haven't been able to ship our mead there yet. They're super, super down for it, you know? So that's pretty cool, I think. Um, gotta get our stuff in Japan. I don't know anybody in Japan yet. Like, who I know a couple people in Japan. Send them a shirt. Get their, get them get them on board. Just like, give it to Luke and take it over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what gained your interest in mead? I've never asked My that. interest in mead? Yeah. Um, like, it was just, I discovered it several years ago. So, um, you know, I'm not huge on the taste of wine necessarily. And not huge on beer so generally some sort of mixed drink um, but then I caught wind of um, the mead store that was used to be over on Hawthorne Boulevard the mead market mm-hmm. yeah. and um, went over there and they had a, a tasting day where you could try out several different types and so I'd, having never experienced it went and tried it and found several that I really liked and it was so hard to come by that started you know, somewhat frequently frequenting there so if I was going to go get something to drink or a bottle of something that's usually where I go I go to get me because yeah, I just uh, click uh, I enjoy it quite a bit uh, and then I don't know that many of the people who would be listening to this really know my experience before coming in with you guys so um, couple years ago if we can do you want me to get into that go for it man that's your history it's your past Um, a couple years ago uh started a business out in mcminnville where i was living at the time and it was a paint and wine night type scenario so you come in and you pay for a painting class and wine is served and uh, i was in charge of putting the bar together so i wanted to make sure that at least some mead was available because there wasn't any mead anywhere in town and that's a big wine that's wine country right there it's right middle. in the middle yeah. of it um so i wanted to have something a little bit different and uh word kind of caught on that mead was available there and being served there so outside of even the painting classes people would start coming in and and getting drinks there just or bottles to buy mead so um, about a year after that business opened, we had the opportunity to expand into a, the adjacent space. And so we dedicated it into a mead hall or a bar dedicated to a bunch of different types of mead. And so that was kind of my experience before coming in here is getting that up and going and operating that for a while. Uh, and then when it came time to move on, out. there was uh, the opportunity here that I, I got the exposure on the retail side of things and got to learn kind of what mead was and a lot of the details about it and the flavor profiles and things like that. Uh, but this has granted me the opportunity to really learn the process of making the behind the scenes yeah. and the science of the whole thing. So it's been pretty great and fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's always, I mean, it's a learning process for us too because, I mean, Taylor and I, we started in his closet one summer. I mean, he and I physically weren't just hanging out in the closet, but like, I mean, we kind of were, because I mean, your closet is a walk-in closet, oh, so yeah. we were, uh, I forget, one day we were just, Taylor's like, I want to make mead, 
I was like, well, that sounds fun, you know, like, let's do that, you know, and went over to a local, um, what was it, like, just uh, over kind of on Monroe Street and picked For the up. first one I went, I got honey at the farmer's market in Milwaukee, downtown Milwaukee. Oh, that's right, that's right. The second batch I went to, this old couple. That's by my grandparents' old house, yeah. yeah. And just bought honey from them, and like, it was kind of fun. About two gallons of honey. Wasn't too bad price, and just talked to them for a bit about the bees and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and then we just started, we started with some glass carboys. That was the summer that Taylor's air conditioner also went out. Yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah, fun. Freezing. We were trying to keep it cold. We were freezing towels and putting them around the carboys and like yeah. trying not to let it, because the yeast can't get too hot, otherwise it'll die. You know, oh, right? so that strain of yeast right. that we're using, this one would have This one's it. fine, yeah. yeah. It would have been, been like, whatever, it's just, sure, turn off the air conditioner, you know? But, uh, Christina says hello. Hi, Christina. They were just down here and got like four bottles and pre-ordered a bunch of other ones and stuff. So, um, the last people that went to Box Robin. They were. So right now, you know, because this is a recorded podcast, so it will be a historical event. Right now, we are currently, all of the restaurants, all of the bars, all, like tons of places are shutting down due to the coronavirus and the, you know, trying to eliminate the, uh, the spread of that. So Taylor's other gig is Boxer Ramen, you know, <laughs> and so he, uh, can't they're they're closed for a few weeks and we'll see but uh right in the thick of things right right in the thick of things yeah Mm -hmm. so we're you know we're hoping that stuff still remains after this because i mean what is it our honey provider is closed temporarily or no Mm -hmm. we can we can curbside pick up right for now for now we can can deliver and curbside pick up and for now they're still open until they're told otherwise and then our yeast provider like is now is now down hopefully they'll pick back up for the moment yeah we'll keep that's not too long yeah fortunately we've got a, a decent amount in fermentation right now so it's not a big hiccup Right. Um, yeah, it's a interesting time. It's a very crazy time, but we have uh, for the for the local Portland area, we've started to do a little bit of a meat delivery service. Well, at least mm-hmm. Doug has. Mm-hmm. He's the one out there. Uh, so far, Taylor hasn't gone out yet. Out there, slinging bottles as needed. Doug is out there risking his life, people, <laughs> like to make to sure get you, can, you your mead, to get <laughs> you your alcohol delivered, hand delivered to your house. So, um, you want to talk a little bit about the necessity? It's a necessity. Yeah, because it's like the tobacco places, you know, they're like they're staying open in Italy, you know, because it's it's a it's a place that like needs to be open, you know. Just about the process, you know, like. Oh, uh, of um, making sure that we were able to deliver, yeah. I guess, or, yeah. or the that fact that that's a new offering. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a little bit of concern that there might uh, be additional regulation as far as delivery of alcohol. I was pleasantly surprised to find that there's very little, so obviously we need to make sure that ID is checked and check that upon delivery, and we've got receipts that are printed out that need to be signed and things like that. Um, but on the business end, it really wasn't too bad. We had to do a little bit of additional paperwork to turn in one sheet requesting um, same-day delivery, but apparently in Oregon, regardless of filling that out or not, they pretty much allowed second-day delivery or next-day delivery of alcohol 
to a private residence. So we definitely decided to take advantage of that and uh, got that paperwork in for the same day. So if we're able to do it around everything that we've got going on, we'll get that out to you as quickly as possible. You know, when I was at Portland Uber today, they just applied today and they got it within like 30 minutes approved. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it didn't take us long either, right? It was, no, it was yeah. like maybe like 30 minutes an hour. Yeah. yeah. And that was before that was before the OLCC sent out that mass email, I think today or yesterday, mm-hmm. saying like they're making it more feasible for like bar or for like wineries and breweries and stuff mm-hmm. to do, you know, delivery and stuff like that. But you know, we yeah. kind of got ahead of the game by a couple of days, yeah. you know. But. And the guy, well, the guy at OLCC because they're right up the street, so I went and just turned it in physically. He said that they'd been getting in quite an influx of those, so. Um, sounds like people are figuring it out and I don't know exactly what other people are doing but well the Oregonian did a uh, an article on wineries that are uh-huh. like doing delivery services and stuff in Portland and I was just like well what about the meat <laughs> gotta give a shot to the meat <laughs> but I mean we're such you know there's not very many places in Portland that are really making meat right, right now um we do have a few other meteries in Oregon, just not in like our area. So we're kind of one of the only places in this part of town that is making mead. Um, so if you live within like you know ten miles or so of our shop, we can do um, we can do same day delivery. I, we can try same day delivery. I mean, right. it just kind of depends on the. Uh, as long as we've got proper coverage. The proper but coverage. We'll get it out to you as soon as, as possible. As possible. Uh, but yeah, we, we have put out it. We have the ability the to do same mile day radius, then yeah, we'll try to get it out to you. Right. So 10 miles within our shop, and we can try to get it out to you guys. Um, but uh, wasn't sure if that was a uh, a ping on the, on the Discord or not. <laughs> um... But, uh, yeah, so... Do we want to discuss events? Yeah, we have some upcoming events. Um, Well, Weekend of Wizardry was cancelled. So they will be back um, to... uh, um, uh, So, uh, Weekend of Wizardry was going to be, and is going to be in the future... A full weekend, a full immersive Harry, Harry Potter. Potter experience, right? Right. So. Um, they're doing it up in uh, Tacoma, Washington. Um, they just had to shut down their event, though, because they, uh, you know, the whole virus and all that kind of stuff. And because of the event location that they get, you know, it's only available for a few months out of the year because it is also a school. Mm-hmm. So once it starts oh, back it's up, very restricted, I guess. Yeah. So once it gets started back up in um, fall, then it's a college, you know. So we have they have to wait for that to become available again after term, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but it's a really cool school. Um, it fits the whole theme of Harry Potter, like up in uh, Washington. So. Um, but uh, yeah, so Weekend of Wizardry is a thing that will happen. Um, you know, we're hoping to be sponsors. You know, mm-hmm. the, we were lined up to we be, were lined up to be sponsors. Year, so hopefully, we'll be able to do that. 
coming up next year, assuming all is well. Right, yeah. Um, Taylor will be back momentarily, I think. Um, but yeah, so we have a few different Ren Fairs that we're hoping to hop on. Mm-hmm. Um, Canterbury Renaissance Fair is coming up in July, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Canterbury is the one just outside Silverstone. Yeah. Terms. And then uh, Oregon Ren Fair is out in Campy, and mm-hmm. that one's in June. So we're gonna we're trying to get our um, submissions in for that. Um, hopefully, we can start doing like more, you know, farmers markets Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. weekend type deals throughout the summer. Um, first Friday events, anything that we can help get our meat out there, you know, um, locally. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, spread the word. Wilsonville Brew Festival is a yeah, that's on our radar right now. So. Uh, couple of the people who are involved in organizing that so that's not not until august all right yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's down the line but we'll contact them and and see if we might be able to be involved in some way yeah exactly um i guess i think that's the key ones right now that's Unless the key events yeah I, I mean we typically do the the Milwaukee market right on the, Sundays once that's up and going um, we haven't yet oh, okay. uh, we haven't done the, the farmer Sunday farmers markets but we've done the Milwaukee first Fridays so that was you know every the first Friday of every month throughout May through like October and uh, we're planning on doing those again I believe assuming everything goes okay mm-hmm. <laughs> for the next couple of months I guess we'll see if the, the May one actually happens they yeah. might they might just cancel it and go out a little bit farther but um yeah we're uh um what else do you want to talk about (laughs) we're hoping for some comments but we haven't seen any uh, too many of them yet so um it could just be you know the time time of night you know um but uh you got any questions for me? We can give. <laughs> um, uh, do we want to give a general timeline of where we're at on things? Yeah. As far as yeah, we can do. The, yeah, definitely. Um, so we are working on an oak matured mead at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. We tested that today, and that was pretty. I mean, it, it's getting that oak flavor in there. Um, probably like another week or so we'll test it and see how far that is how far out that is and kind of go from there but um so oak matured mead should be finishing up within the month i don't want to say an exact date there um yeah it's really going to depend on when that flavor hits hits where we want it to be that peak um the the lagartha's oath uh blueberry vanilla we just put the blueberries in today, so it's gonna have to sit on those berries for, Taylor was saying, at least three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we will um, kind of do another flavor test on there and before we add the vanilla in. So maybe. Right, so like, the vanilla is done as a tertiary, right? So right. It goes into the secondary process with the blueberries, sits for a while to take on that flavor, and then just to kind of top it off goes into take the blueberries out add the vanilla beans in 
get that that additional flavor, that right? additional top off flavor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe two months for that. I mean, we got a month on the blueberries, and then mm -hmm. maybe we'll see how far the vanilla flavor adds under there. But then we can bottle that. So we got that one coming up. Um, and then hopefully we'll be able to start within a month or two, um, start the lingonberries um, rolling on the Kvasir's blood. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are the those are the, the flavors that are like in the progress like right now. Um, the flavors that we mentioned earlier, um, that all the recipes that got approved, we haven't started those yet, but we hope we're hoping to. Uh, and most of those, you're, you're talking melomels new. Yeah. You know, you're talking or summer berries. Summer berries. So we're kind of waiting so. for, kind of waiting for that season to hit too, mm -hmm. so that way we can get the super fresh stuff and then, you know, snag those, freeze them if we have to, and then um, put them into the mead and then, you know, begin the aging process. Yeah. And then, you know during the winter time you can be sipping on something that tastes like summer <laughs> like if you really want summer to be back you know um but uh we're still getting some people watching i can't read it from there but um anna's on there. oh hi anna hello <laughs> um but yeah so you know it's just kind of kind of weird times right now trying to you know, make sure that you know we, we stay we stay going strong. You know, keep keep the pro the product flow happening as as much as we can until mm -hmm. we see what a, whatever happens. You know, <laughs> but uh, we will we're constantly like as of right now we are still open. We're still rolling through. Right. Doors are open, not only regular hours, but we recently changed our hours, extended them a little bit, right? Yep, so, so now we're open until 7. Most days. Uh, most days, yep. except for Sundays. Sundays still open until, until 5. five. But, right. Yep, so uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday all open until 7. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, like... It's later, oh, yeah. it's later again, we'll hit that afternoon crowd, because there's always, like, so many people who are, you know, um, they're like, oh, I can't make it in because I just got off work, and we usually close at five, you know, but, mm. um, so right now we're trying to, try to stay open, um, give you guys a little bit extra chances of, more chances of, to come in, you know, right. hit us up, and we are, the delivery that can go, um, legally, we're, we're able to deliver nine. up until nine. Right. Orders have to be in by seven. seven I, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. So if you order after seven p.m., we have to wait till the next definitely day. Definitely next day. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and you know we're um, we're not a tasting room. We're not a bar. We're not a restaurant. So we can still continue our operations mm -hmm. um, here at the shop. We're upping our um, sanitization Absolutely. a lot so every customer comes in like even today it's like mm -hmm. after they're they've came in and left i sanitize the door handles i sanitize the ipad i sanitize any, anything that they might have touched yeah so yeah. Just um, making sure that we're all around as safe as possible given the current safety circumstances first, yeah. first um we are highly encouraging people to ship stuff to them mm -hmm. um you know we That's can ship as an option we can ship pretty much everything we got um just we're limited on the meat side kind of 
Um, we're stateside for the meet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stateside and what, over 40, 41 states that we're able to ship meat I thought to? it was 43, but maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, somewhere, we're Most, over 40. Most states. <laughs> Some states have those weird laws. Not California yet, but not California yet. Cali yeah. will be happening soon. We it's just a little bit extra paperwork. Paperwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh. Can't even bring oranges down there, you know? Can't, can't even bring oranges. You know, an orange mead would be pretty good. Like, especially if we use, like, orange blossom honey. Orange blossom, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if you tried any of that down in Cali. So Taylor went down. I know we talked about this in one of the other, like the it was like a five minute podcast episode where Taylor was in here for a second. Um, but we, or not we, he went down to California and uh, took the what was it the Mead three hundred one? Yeah, Mead making three hundred one. Yeah. So if you want, it's like a week long class. Um, pretty much covers. A lot of different subjects, um, mainly the, there's like the third course, like the more in-depth course. Um, so you just got in there, you just went right head first into Yeah, the... <laughs> usually it's for people that either are opening a meadery or own a meadery or has been making mead for like six years, usually like 30 plus batches. Um, so it's less about mead, like introduction to mead, it's more about... Um, Like the finer stuff, like um, learning about different sanitization techniques and different filters and stuff like that on a commercial scale. Um, and you tour, you tour, you toured a few different meteries over there. Right? Yeah, we toured uh, toured the <laughs> the meadery that's on campus at UC Davis. They make wine, different meads, and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, I went to Rapid Sweet Meadery, which is really cool. They've been around for. 25 years plus one of the oldest meteries um i guess in the u.s currently or that's still operating um got to try a lot of different types of meads meet a lot of different types of people um but this class pretty much um goes over century science like flavors different flavor profiles of honey um teach you about more how to taste honey and and that can make a big difference in a mead right just the honey itself honey and yeast play a big part in the flavor of your mead yeast can change it pretty dramatically and also the type of honey how many types of honey did you try while you were down there and I guess meads at the same time like you probably you you tested a lot I probably tasted about 50 different types of meads and at least There's those crazy people running (laughs) upstairs. Maybe like 20 different types of honey. There's tons of honeys and like modern cyclar honey is becoming more popular than what people do. Um, Tasted really good honeys, tasted some weird honeys. Um, You said you tried a coffee. Coffee Coffee honey, honey, yeah. This one was from Mexico. Yeah? Um, There was a guy in here earlier asking about like Mexico like type honey. I think it was from Mexico or like um, either Southern Mexico or South America, but I think it was from Mexico. Um, It is honey that comes from the coffee plant, the flowers. It's a good honey. Um, Definitely, it's hard to describe. It's been a while since I tasted it. (laughs) Right. Um, 
It's unique. It's definitely kind of fruity. If somebody was wanting to start, um, just a, a start making mead, where would you suggest that they? How how would you suggest that they start? Like, what would be any pointer or any tips that you have? Um, definitely after the, a few years now of doing it, like how many? Like definitely the type of honey you buy. Um, I wouldn't buy stuff you see in bears. You know, at the right. store. <laughs> um, if it's in a bear in a little uh, plastic container, maybe. Because all that stuff that. can be mixed with other things, or just like corn syrup. I mean, mm -hmm. not all of it. Um, or just like preserved in some way. Yeah, if it says honey flavored, probably honey not flavored honey. Honey flavored honey. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to use that. Or um, flavored honeys too. I mean, if you buy a leather honey from the store and it smells like lavender, that has flavoring in it. Um, so I wouldn't use that to mead for mead because it will make it taste weird. Mm -hmm. um, it'd be like a fake flavoring that you're adding to your meat. You don't want um, none of that fake meat. <laughs> no, I mean, it just can cause problems with fermentation and just like the added chemicals can make things the yeast unhappy. Um, so definitely, if you can, buy from a farmer's market or um, make sure just raw honey. Um, you know, honey that says it's unfiltered, it's always filtered. I mean, they filter it through like a screen to make sure there's no bees still in it. <laughs> so it's somewhat filtered. They usually have to just make sure there's no parts and stuff in it, you know? Um, do you uh, do you recommend glass carboys or plastic carboys? Or uh, how, how would you suggest? In this way. Glass is typically better because there's less oxygen that gets pushed through. Then plastic, like plastic is definitely getting better and there's better um, plastic rattles for your um, I guess process. If you're not bulk, if you're not trying to age it for years, I mean, you can ferment in a plastic like fermenter, it's totally fine, yeah. Just make sure it's clean and it's like a fermenting bucket and they, it's usually a better um, plastic grade than just using like a random five gallon bucket that you find somewhere. Um, but realistically, there's not too much of a difference. I mean, glass is nice, you can see it, but also it lets in a lot of light, so you have to keep that in a dark room. So if you can't keep it in a dark room, then I would go with like a, like a non-clear plastic fermenter. Um, and also you don't have to worry about it breaking. Right. But it can leach in more oxygen into it, and if you're using like a weird cheap plastic and deletions and chemicals so if you do go plastic I'll definitely make sure it's like from a, like a brew store and that's like a you know a decent one yeah but mainly it just yeah just like glasses this original is nice and it's definitely airtight mm -hmm. makes it it just it looks better too. and you can look at it you, <laughs> you know can you, see the it. you can see the yeast dropping and like watch so it you, yeah as long as you keep it in a dark room during fermentation, you should be fine. Right now we're fermenting in stainless steel yeah. fermenters, but that's because they don't make glass Maybe fermenters. Really it would be very dangerous. <laughs> 55 gallon fermenters. Um, choice of yeast, um, I wouldn't use bread yeast. Um, you can, but your mead will only get maybe 4%, if that. You can use beer yeast if you want to. Or a lot of people just use different types of champagne yeast champagne or wine yeast. 
is usually good, and there are some makers that do make specific um, yeast for meat. Right. Definitely look like like read up on a few different uh, like like find a list somewhere and read the different types of like the, the different types of yeasts and what they do because each one will do some different stuff. Right. right. Um, you want to make sure that you know like what the outcome may happen to yeah. your meat. <laughs> And with our yeast distributor, you, you can often find flavor profiles yeah. associated with those specific yeasts too. So yeah. it's worth looking into, especially if you want to try to get a particular flavor out of it. Different yeah, it's a different, different yeast will eat different sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, the popular ones are usually um, Saccharomyces and Britannomyces. Britannomyces is usually found in beer making. like. The type of yeast we're using currently is a strain of Britannomyces, because mm. um, it's a Norwegian ale yeast. Um, but each, you know, each have their different sugars that they like. And there's usually like two main sugars that the yeast eat. So if you ever have like a stuffed fermentation, you know that you use like a Saccharomyces strain of yeast. Use a Britannomyces strain of yeast to eat the other sugar. Repitch it. it. Yeah, instead of having to fight each other or like try to like try to just eat the same sugar that might not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely start just a traditional mead, just like honey, yeast, and water, and then go from there. Um, you can always like get crazy with all the fruits and stuff like that later on. Um, but getting a basic traditional down that you like is always a good step. Right. Because then you can always part it out to different fruits and let it um, age. Find a good recipe that you like and tweet or even make your own, you know. And if you do put fruit in there first, fermenting, if you like when you pitch these, you put fruit in there too. Um, you have to be really careful about different bacteria growing with that. Um, it is like another area you might have to watch out for. I always suggest doing fruit in secondary. Safer. There's always alcohol you know, produced and you have a better chance of just getting the flavor and like controlling more fermentation. I mean you can always you can always start with fruit too. But it's just something you have to just keep an eye on and make sure it is a healthy fermentation. Just to clarify, secondary is after it's gone through all of its that first stage of what's called a primary fruit fermentation right yeah. so it's right. usually gone through and eaten up most of those those sugars initially you've got most of your alcohol percentage at that point yeah right? and then the berries are added don't forget to take a starting gravity reading yeah <laughs> you can take, right. take, take that gravity, gravity reading at the beginning it's really the, that's the only way you know what your alcohol level is unless you send it off to a lab which they can tell you but it's not cheap to do that um but yeah, if you can, take a starting gravity. Just make sure all your honey and stuff is mixed in together and then pull it before you add the yeast. That'll help you in the long run a lot, just so you know. <laughs> or you can just tell if it's, everything's going kind of on track, you know, see it, you know, sugars and like... Buy a hydrated cylinder. Hydrometer. Or... Hydrated cylinder, guys. <laughs> a graduated cylinder. I was like, I mixed the two. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, yes, buy buy those things. They will help you. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's also a cool group called Got Mead. Um, mm-hmm. 
they yeah, have a Facebook group, right? It's a Facebook group, and then there's also it's like a website, and you there's also a Patreon that you can okay. hop in there, and Excellent. if you back it on Patreon, you get access to all the, the cool stuff. I think we are, or at least Carissa is, or something. We are. We are. Um, Carissa just paid for it. <laughs> we are, but Carissa. Thank paid you, Carissa. For it. <laughs> um, but they posted in the group the other day um, a website or like a like a blog. Um, and, you know, given the certain time that it is right now, um, they started a list of all the different meteries that are shipping. So, um, we ended up on that list, which is cool. I think Vicky, the person who's in charge of Got Mead, added us in there. Um, so I'm just going to go down the list really quick. Just, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a shout out to all these different meteries who are shipping. So... These, including us, uh, weirdleatherandmeat.com, uh, we, uh, all these meteries throughout the states, some of them are in the states, some of them are in different parts of the world. It's a, it's a worldwide list. So, um, if one of the names strikes your fancy, I'm not going to be able to list all of the URLs for them, but if one sounds up your alley, feel free to rewind and catch that list again. Um, so here it is. Stone Dog Meadery, Thistle Meadery, Bearded Bee Meadery, Hunter and the Harp Meadery, Walkabout Apiaries, uh, Meadow Vista Honey Wines, uh, Taranartos, Snormark. Oh man, these are getting these are getting really crazy, guys. Uh, Pitney Miadi, uh, Med. Medovi Spaz Nidori. They're from the Ukraine. See, this is there. We are all over the place here. Um, Kinzale Mead, uh, Mercian Mead, Scale and Feather Meadery, Mediocrity. Nice, uh, Mediocrity <laughs> Mead. <laughs> um, Lost Cause Meadery, Hunter's Moon Meadery, Queen Bee Brews, Honeybrook Craft Meadery. Mechalore Meadworks, Brimminghorn Meadery, Liquid Alchemy Beverages, Viking Alchemist Meadery, Unpossible Mead, Wild Blossom Meadery, Ambrosia Orchard Cidery and Meadery, um, 1634 Meadery, Bear Brewing, Charm City Meadworks, Maryland Meadworks, I'm going to take a breather for a second because since I last looked at this list, they have definitely updated it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this many, but i got to keep going now. Um, Maryland Meadworks, Shram's Mead, Seven Seas Winery, St. Ambrose Cellars, Bee Nectar Mead, Urban Forage Winery and Cider, Hidden Legend Winery, Good Road Cider Works, Honey Girl Meadery, Starlight Mead, Prairie Rose Meadery, Ancient Fire Mead and Cider, Moonlight Meadery, Sap House Meadery, Melovino Meadery, Queen City Meadery, Heiderberg Meadworks. Boy, this is a long list. <laughs> WA Meadworks, 810 Meadworks, Western Reserve Meadery. Crafted Artisan Meadery. 
Hey, there we are. We're leather and meat. <laughs> um, Haymaker Meadery. Space-Time Mead and Cider Works. The Colony Meadery. B-Town Mead and Cider. Trazo Mead. Rohan Meadery. That's a cool name. Lagrange. Nice. Uh, Meridi Meridian Hive. Silverhand Meadery. Um, Atheling Meadworks. Uh, oh, that's a Hierophant Meadery. Dragon's Lair Meadery. What's that? Hierophant is also in Calibri? Other Washington. Hierophant Her is, is in Washington. I said that wrong, I'm sorry. They're based out of Mead, Washington. <laughs> they're, they're in Mead, Washington. Oh, they got the lockdown. Mm -hmm. We need to go up there at some point, too, because I was chatting with them on there. Yeah, um, Dragon's Lair Meadery. Um, F Ethereal Meads. Opigard. That's John. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say it, I like to say it like that. <laughs> John knows we love him. Uh, Meadery up in Sequilla, Washington. Um, White Winter Winery. Uh, yeah, so those are, as of right now, on this list, there's probably other groups that there's, were on some other groups on the, uh, the mead-making Facebook groups. There's a couple other, like, Google Docs lists of people who are shipping. But people right now, especially meaderies, they're all... Like, everybody's pretty chill. You know, everybody is... Everybody's been great and very everybody's supportive. Everybody's been very supportive. Well, the media community is very together. They, they're there to help you out. Me right. John has helped us out a lot with, especially with the lots of questions I've had with the TTV. We and love like, you, John. Different <laughs> problems that arise during the me-making process. He's always been there to help. Definitely. And uh, that's the whole point of this list. So if there was any names on there that sounded cool or... Maybe you want to check them out or anything like that. Google them. Go back. Rewind this. Um, you could also find that um, list that is probably constantly updating daily. Probably. <laughs> um, on gotmead.com uh, slash blog slash meadries slash support meadries during the coronavirus where to get mead online and pick up. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to type all that in there. Um but yeah, it just got me. You can probably find it on there somewhere. Um, we're thankful that they put us onto that list among yeah. a worldwide list of meteries, you know, that who can ship during the coronavirus time. Um, allows us to get our mead to you guys. Um, allows you guys to get our mead. Yeah. Um, and support local or not local businesses but <laughs> yeah. small businesses across the world yeah it's a it's a very it's a very niche market in the mead making world um and even you know it, it's a totally different community than wine mm -hmm. i feel like like it the wine community is a totally different group of people <laughs> but the mead community they're, the mead uh, is very open recipe, pretty much. There's a lot that you can do with it. There's no hard bound rules to what you can do. I mean, I've tried a, um, what was it? German chocolate cake mead. Yeah. Tastes like German chocolate cake. It was good. Mm. Interesting, but good. Like, it tasted just like German chocolate cake. German chocolate cake, huh? That mm -hmm. sounds delicious. 
I'll eat your I chocolate know, cake. John just got his taco meat back in. <laughs> really? so that's because John's oh, yeah. a crazy bastard, <laughs> and he's over here making this. I, I've been slowly catching on. I think that was an inside joke, the taco What's meat. That? Just the taco Yeah, meat. my understanding was it, it, was it was initially a joke, but it was actually pretty good, and so it had enough demand that he finally produced <laughs> it and put it out there. Yeah, that's... You know, we were joking about it on one of our threads on there. They're like, coming soon, the collab between us and John, the, the top ramen need. Yeah. With them. <laughs> like, soy sauce and miso. <laughs> soy sauce and miso. It, no, it was just, uh, what was it? All, all of the, just somebody commented on there, just add a bunch of sodium and call it good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that, that's you do the bony of like mead. The point being, guys, the mead... You can make whatever the hell you it want. It has a very <laughs> wide range of possibilities. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't make a certain type of mead. Because, I mean, look at John. He's up there making taco mead. So, you know. <laughs> and it's popular. Apparently it sells out, like, every time or whatever. Like, like or it sells fast, you know. So, I mean, it's the novelty, I think. It's like if we made a soap mead. No. Like, I don't like, think no. it's like... No, no, not soap. Like, you know, like the bacon-flavored soap. Like... You know that you know people are buying that you mean crap. Bacon scented, probably scented. I wouldn't eat. Soap. I don't think I would eat bacon flavor soap. <laughs> no, there's like oh maybe I'm thinking of the Altoids. Well, they've made like yeah. sodas, they made gums, they made a lot of different bacon flavor stuff. Yeah, we can make a bacon meat. Like the Jones soda. Oh, yeah, there's a bacon vodka. So. That'd be good in Maple Mary's. bacon. Maple bacon. Maple bacon. See guys, this podcast Which is just another. Like, I do want to do like a maple syrup meat. Yeah, yeah. Or is yeah. a maple? That's got a name of its own too. I don't remember what it is right now. Me either. Yeah. Oh, a, 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 a particular name. For it maple starts with syrup. an A. Um, a, 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 a blender. There's a lot of names for that stuff. No matter. It's possible. Is the point? <laughs> it is possible. It's a uh, like an acetic blender or something like that. Some weird name. There's like. 50 different types of names for like every different type of flavor mm-hmm. so it's hard to remember all of them <laughs> there's an uxymel like u-x-y-m-e-l and that's uh it's infused with vinegar that i think that's what it says weird as hell to each their own right <laughs> Taylor's, Taylor's on a mission now, apparently. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to find out what this is named. You probably will, because I can't find it. You just sent us the photo a minute I'm ago. I'm looking at the photo, but <laughs> I could be crazy. Right. Yeah, the... Um, whoa, I just did something here. What did I just do? Yeah, Acer Glen? Yeah, see, that's what I was saying. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would like maple syrup wine would be really good. Maple syrup, like, honey wine would be good too. Mm-hmm. Definitely get some high quality maple syrup that's unprocessed um, if you can. So, again, none of this maple flavored. Friends up yeah. in Canada, they need to come down here with their buckets of uh, mm-hmm. syrup. <laughs> you come down here, we'll make uh, We'll make some mead. Use. Well, like, Taylor was saying that. Oh, it's right there. 
I found it. It has a big maple leaf on it. <laughs> Usually, just go by the pictures, Taylor. I was looking. Well, I was looking for like maple syrup in a jug, you know. <laughs> Why don't you look for that uh, the honey bear on there? The little the container. The, the honey bear. The bear. <laughs> but um, yeah, like we can make like a like a maple syrup type. Good. That would be good. I mean, I'm, I think it would be cool. Um, definitely want to use like you were saying like the high quality oh yeah anytime you've like make a fermented alcohol or especially like mead permissionally you want a good product can we uh, make a pancake mead somebody Tooth? did that didn't they I swear I saw probably a waffle <laughs> we're gonna make a alright we're gonna one up John we're gonna make a fried chicken and waffle mead wow <laughs> Challenge accepted. Like fried chicken and waffles. You know people would get they would want that. Yeah, how do you get the oh, fried yeah. chicken flavor in there? Like, deep wondering. fried chicken in there? Start experimenting, you know. <laughs> deep fried chicken. <laughs> there's a there's yeah, Popeyes down the, the road. <laughs> we'll just we'll just hop on down to the Popeyes. So we soak meat into the meat. Right. Coming soon. The Popeyes chicken meat. like we're going to do a collab with Popeyes because they're a few blocks down the road. But they're putting in a voodoo now. Like, we were talking about doing, like, a, a collab with um, Blue Star, Blue Star if, they're, if they're down. Um, what was that flavor? Was um, blueberry bourbon basil. Blueberry bourbon basil. It's a lot of bees. Donuts. Donuts. Wow. I used to make them. Taylor used to work at like every chain restaurant in Portland. It seems. I've been like. cooking for about nine years, so it's been around for a while. <laughs> but I yeah. Enjoy it. So the point being is, we have a lot of normal flavors on the way, but it does not limit. It's not limited to crazy flavors. So, um, you know, whenever this ban gets lifted, we will do more events like our board game nights and stuff. But you know, we we do the. Uh, you know, sometimes we have like tasting, like for the honey and stuff, because we do like to get the the public's feedback on what you guys think we would, you know, what would be fun to make. You know, we want to we want to make it known that we are like part of like the the public is part of our our business. We will take stuff into consideration if there's types of honey that you guys like, if there's certain flavors that you there's like. There's a type of honey I want to try eventually. Um, it's called Creamy Hawaiian Lua. Oh, that was good. And it's like a white honey and it's um, it tastes like honey butter pretty much. Yeah. It's a creamy. It was good. Don't you still have some of that? Yeah, I have a house. Oh yeah, you should let Doug try that. Bring some in. You should let me try that. It was good. It was one of my favorites. Um, Taylor's hoarding that stuff Zizos over there. Seafoods <laughs> down in California. Um, yeah, it was it was really creamy. Like it was creamy. I don't know how a mead would turn out with that, but I think it would be good. Like it was it was one of the ones that he got while he went down. So that um, yeah, let me see if I can pull up. Find the uh, um. Use it in that cream circle, maybe. Um, yeah, that would be that would be. Amina cool. Harris, um, she's the director um, of the Honey and Pollinization Pollinization Center Center at UC Davis, and nice. her family has owned um, Z Specialty Foods down in California, and they import honey, using throughout the U.S. and some different um, countries. 
um, but they're mainly a honey packing facility. We got to tour that too, and try different honeys, and that's where I got the creamy Hawaiian lua. And it's really good. I mean, they ship throughout the US, um, you guys check them out. They do have some wholesale catalogs and stuff like that. Yeah, anything from small to large drums. Do you know what flower that's drawn from? It's like a pink or reddish flower. Okay. I don't remember. That narrows it down a lot, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> so how many pink and reddish flowers are there in the world? <laughs> I don't remember the actual name of the sure. flower, but um, it's... I mean, I don't know my... <laughs> Opens up Google pink and red flower. <laughs> Say any name you want. I want to know the difference. <laughs> you don't know that flower? <laughs> the pink and red one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Just pink and red flower. Google it, Taylor. I wonder. You'll, you'll narrow down the searches there a lot. <laughs> that's funny. Um... What's your favorite type of honey? My favorite type of yeah, honey? I've never asked you. Probably not. I mean, I like meadow foam. I know you like meadow foam. Meadow foam is, like foam is delicious. It's really good. It has like lots of vanilla hints, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's that might yeah, be. Yeah, and I'm much favorite. like you. I really like vanilla flavor. So meadow foam is probably up your alley. Mm -hmm. But see, I like the dark stuff too. So like the um, the yeah, bu that, the buckwheat one that we got you. like. I, I mean, it's not bad. It, just buckwheat and those really heavy ones are not necessarily my, my favorite. Your go-to. Go but see, I think it would be really but, good with a like a caramelized absolutely. honey. Like once you caramelize that, yeah, you complement that heavy flavor. I think that'll be a. Ow, that was my neck. <laughs> um, I don't know what Taylor's favorite honey is. I think we just um, talked about Hawaiian creamy lua. That okay, so that was your favorite one. Yeah, I would. and that and like probably the, I do like buckwheat because it's very caramely and um, kind of like molasses. My least favorite honey is chestnut. Never had chestnut and honey. It's pretty musky. People it's very popular in Europe and like people like it, people like it, you know, but to me it's kind of musky. I feel like chestnuts mm. and like a mead would be like... Kind of like along the same lines of like hazelnut, right? Like, so the nutty, the Hawaiian creamy lua honey uh -huh. comes from the red lua blossoms. Like oh. lua is like L E H U A. Oh, so I, you there know, you we go. probably could have narrowed the red and <laughs> flop, pink flower down to a Hawaiian uh, flower, and sure. probably would have found it. <laughs> This, um, the brand, the flower, like the branch itself, is usually offering to the fire goddess Pela. That's a cool idea. We should it's do that. We should really use that. Good. Honey. I want to taste make, really make a label that's. I want to try a traditional test out batch and see how it turns out, and then move from there. We got, we got, uh, I got some friends over in Hawaii. Oh, well, uh, I'm gonna be like, yo. There's a, was, <laughs> there's a company. I think either they're open immunity or they're working on open immunity, but they're in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Nice. It's like the first one over there, probably. Kind of like uh, the older, old, old, I think I said that right, older, um, the the meadery over in Iceland. Um, those guys started following us on Instagram 
and there was an article floating around that they were the first meteorite in Iceland in I don't know how many years, but it's like one of the one of those guys or one of yeah, it was like one in like the first one in like a thousand years or something like something along those lines. Um, but one of those guys added me on Facebook, so. They said if they ever come to Portland, they'll check us out. So right I'm like, hey, if we ever go to Iceland, they'll yeah, definitely exactly. be by your meter. <laughs> so I, I want to go to Iceland so bad. It'd be so much fun. Business trip, Taylor. Yes. Business trip. Research. Research. Remember, Doug and I were talking about this. Waterfalls, business trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, research yeah. purposes. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go. Uh, we gotta go. We gotta go talk to those uh, those dudes over at that meadery hit them up and, but um yeah no they're i'm interested to try their stuff they're they have it on sale right now and they can ship to the u.s um how the hell they they're allowed to ship to the u.s and that amount of time from like, them directly yeah as opposed to through a distributor yeah no it's from their website cool. i went on there and um i'm i'm probably going to pick up a bottle um they did like a bochette style or boche however you say that um, it's like a 14% um, of their their mead. Um, so I'd really like to try that, try their stuff. Shout out to the Iceland boys. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys listen to this, I'll send it to him. Maybe, maybe he'll listen to it. Um, but yeah. What? Yeah. Gotta wrap it up. Um, it's about that time. It is about that time, anyways. Um, yeah, so this was a fun podcast episode. We chatted about a lot of stuff, stuff that's currently happening in our shop. Um, we got a bunch of flavors coming out soon, like we talked about. Um, we're always posting in our Patreon group um, and our private Patreon Facebook group and our community group and on all of our social medias. So depending on where you're at and where you're backing us, um, we provide a lot of exclusive stuff. We try to get the Patreon people there, um, give them the ability to have some exclusive um, videos and photos of mead making and leatherworking and anything that we can think of. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for supporting us, um, getting us through these times, you know, getting us to where we are now. It's onwards and upwards, hopefully. So yeah, thank you for your continued support. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll we'll do this again, whether it's um, a podcast episode or if it's a just us hanging out in a Facebook Live group um, on video because we're on we're on the video. Um, <laughs> I am here, <laughs> and uh, we just waved uh, <laughs> for the people who are just listening. Um, so we will do all sorts of insider type videos. We're going to try to be more active on there, try to make it to where you guys have um, a, just a lot of exclusive stuff to make it feel like it's it's worth it, you know. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram, we're on Twitter, uh, we have a YouTube channel, we haven't done anything with it yet. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're shipping mead, so you can... Head over to our website, uh, weirdleatherandmead.com, and uh, we're constantly uploading new products to Etsy. Um, we also have a phone number if you prefer calling. If you have any questions, um, 
It's 503-305-6025. Yeah. I mean, you can email us too at weirdleatherandmead um, at gmail.com. We're always, we're always monitor, monitoring that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, Of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash weirdleatherandmead. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're, we're connected. So, um, oh, we have one last question. Well, quickly, we'll make it quick. Uh, Leela says, what other crochet things do you want me to stock in your store? Oh. So we have, um, we have dragons, we have bees, uh-huh. we have, what's the other, what's the other item? Dragons, bees. Well, I sold both of those recently. <laughs> What's the other one? Taylor's gonna die right <laughs> There's honeycombs. Honeycomb coasters and. Honey? <laughs> Dragons and bees. Unicorns! Unicorns! Unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> Is she just taking requests for anything? Um, what do you guys think would fit? Like, what, what else do you think would fit in the. in the store? Medieval type. Oh, yeah, we have Bilbo. Lone Bilbo. Somebody should really come in and buy Bilbo. He's kind of going crazy over here. You know, he's been holding the ring for like 30-something years. And, um, like a little Viking character. Yeah, a little, like, little, little Viking dudes. Um, I wonder if she can make shields, like little Viking shields. That would be a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Viking shields. <laughs> Type that into the Discord. Because I don't know if she's watching the Facebook video, so I don't know if she can even hear me. But... Um, Oh, she's typing now. But anyways, guys, um, she, she did the the the, the hmm face. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just gave all that recap there. Um, we'll be we'll be around. Our store remains open for now, and uh, yeah, show all your support that you can for the, all the small businesses during this time. Anywhere that you can help support, you know, that's the way to do it. You guys got any last words? Just one, you know. Thank you, everybody, for the continued support. We're gonna keep rolling as much as we can, cranking out the product. Yeah. Go team. Go team. Go team. I would give you guys a high five, but we have to, we have to do the, uh, the the wave now. The air fives. All right, guys. Thank you all for your support, and uh, have a good night. Stay well. Stay safe. Stay in your homes. Stay in your homes. Don't leave. Everybody, stay there. And uh, we'll be back soon with more episodes, more guests coming on Weirdcraft Chit Chat. Um, hoping to get one of the guys from Weta Workshop on here next, um, and just kind of keep plugging along the way, and just see who else we can get on here. All right, you guys. Thank you, and have a good night.